Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. <laughs> you can spoil the baby now. Give her lots of stuff. <laughs> we like babies here. Yes. We, like, we like families being healthy. We like people being happy. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we're gonna, my wife and I, we haven't preached together in a long time. Um, we are most likely going to get you out of here on time. Uh, my wife tends to preach a lot for a long time, and so, yeah. you know, she might drag it out a little bit, but if we stick to our script here, we're going to be good to go. Here's a funny story. My wife, um, <clears throat> you know, God doesn't put two of the same things together. He likes yeah. to bring different things together. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so when we got married, uh, I think, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to stand. Here, stand right here, honey, when you're not talking. You've got to back up a little bit right there. Don't, don't steal my shine. No, you can go up there, actually. I'm trying to, I'm caring about these people right here in this slice of the world. So when we got married, you know, I grew up, I grew up really poor, right? I think I've talked about this. Don't pay attention here. You got to make sure that's not pointing at a speaker. Okay, so I grew up really poor. And so I lived a life, I lived a life in my mind, I never got unpoor. Does that make sense? Um, and so since I grew up poor as a child, I lived as a poor adult, even when I had food, right? Even when I had money, I still lived a life. Uh, mentally, I was trapped in that same poverty mindset because there was a fear that that could always come back, right? right? And so um, I didn't spend money ever if I could avoid it, right? Like on, on anything, right? And so I remember um, when we got married, my wife just threw a bunch of clothes out. She's like, you're just not wearing any of this stuff. Not like she didn't like the style, but like shorts with holes in them. I'm like, they cover most of me. That's, that's, that's probably good enough. And she was like, no. Not good enough. Like I'm like, what happened to that shirt I had? She's like, oh, I threw that away. <laughs> like, Carl, it had holes in it. I'm like, but I was still wearing that. She's like, I know. That's why we threw it away. Now, I know I'm not the only wife that's done that, y'all. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And, and, so, and so I remember um, I, had, I had this friend who had bought some new Nikes. And uh, they didn't fit him. And he said, hey, what size do you wear? And I told him what size I wore. And he's like, hey, do you want these? Because there's that size. They just, for whatever reason, didn't fit me. And I was like, sure. And so I was wearing them. But they didn't fit me either. <laughs> but they were brand new shoes. And so I was wearing these shoes. And I remember one night, um, I was telling my wife, I was saying something about my, my feet hurt. And she's like, because your shoes don't fit, Carl. You, you need to throw away those shoes and buy some shoes that fit. You can afford a new pair of shoes. It's time to buy a pair of shoes. And, and I, I, you know, I, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even recognize that this, this, this mindset, like what I had experienced being broke as a child, was physically causing me problems as an adult. I was still carrying that mentality that was actually not, not just holding me back in life. It was, it was like physically holding me back. And I, I, I just think like, you know, I, I was talking to Cameron Wright, who's, uh, you know, a, a pastor of mine. Um, he's come to speak. I love him. I was talking to him yesterday or earlier this week on the phone. And uh, we were talking about this, the season and how it's just, whatever, whatever, wherever you've been in life, I think it's been rough, right? We just entered into a rough season. And I think on a certain level, we don't recognize it. We talked and we talked about, you know, just pastoral things and running church things and being children of God things. And we just talked for a while and encouraged him, he encouraged me. And he said, hey, um, can I just talk to you about something else? And I thought, yeah, sure. What, you know, maybe something's got going on. He goes, hey, um. I've uh, just been reading your Facebook post, and uh, you seem really angry. And I was like, I am angry. Like, there's, there's, we got problems, man. I got a right to be angry, right? 
And he's like, it doesn't sound like Jesus. He's like, just the anger coming out in your posts, like some of the stuff you're saying, like, it looks bitter. And I was like, but, but these people, like, these people were prophesying wrongly and people were hurt and like, they, they are, like there, there are saints who are dead because they listen to these people and I'm, I'm angry about that. And he goes, yeah, it doesn't sound like Jesus though, how you're talking about people and bitterness doesn't sound like Jesus. And I was like, and so I'm arguing with him about my right to be bitter. Does that make sense? You ever been there? You're like, but, but don't you see what's wrong here? And he was saying, like, man, our call is, is to be conformed to Christ. I didn't realize, just like those shoes, I didn't realize that I had been carrying a mentality into this season from this past season. The, the, the pain, the, the spiritual lack that I had experienced. Now he wasn't just hurting my feet, it was hurting my walk. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't recognize. And my wife and I, we were talking and, and, and like we, we talked about this and, and you said something similar. Yeah. I mean, um, this, this year, 2020 was rough. 2020 has continued to be a bit rough, but there's some things that happened. There's so many things that happened, but one thing that really stood out for me was, um, there was, there was a highlight. Like I've already always known that there was racial injustice in this country, like, I'm aware of it, but it became so um, like on the forefront and it was so hurtful that this was happening and uh, people were standing up for social justice and, and the world at large was seeing what was happening to people of color and um, people that I love and in my family, friends were saying, hey, this doesn't matter. And that was really hurtful to me. Like, hey, this um, this is this affects like my son, people I love, and this you think this doesn't matter, and I realized I got very offended. I was really offended with people, and at first, I think for a long time I was nursing that wound. Like, wow, these these people are awful, and woe is me, and um, you know, the, just thinking things. And I realized, hey, I'm offended, and and I know that the word tells me I'm not allowed to be offended just not allowed to be offended and I'm not allowed to judge other people and I recognize that there was offense in my heart and that was sin. Yeah. And we talked about this in our mm -hmm. home. Yes. We talked about it a lot. And, um, you know, what I realized was when, once we talked about this in our home and I began talking to people in our community, whether it's in our church community or even outside of our church community, that people have been dealing with stuff that's been so heavy and so hurtful and that it's been affecting us in different ways. Like, for instance, like for the longest, we've had this sort of fear that's either in the forefront or in the, in the background of the pandemic. Like, am I going to get sick? Is my elderly parent going to get sick? It, knowing that, you know, people could die, um, that dealing with stuff about just anger that people were saying that the pandemic was a hoax. Um, people were either freaking out about it or you were upset that people weren't reacting or you think that people were overreacting. Yeah. Um, there was business stress. What people worrying about their small businesses right here in this house, worrying if your business was going to stay open. Um, thinking about as many people we have in this house that work uh, as wait, wait in staff industry, in the yeah. service in industry, lost all their tips, no business, restaurants closed. Um, yeah. You know, people, we, hey, we lost in-person church for seven months. 
seven months and it, 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 it affects you. Like, yeah, online, we worked really hard at it, but it's not the same as in-person church. It just isn't. Um, people were dealing with loneliness. Um, and, and think about our kids. Kids lost everything. Yeah. Their, their own, their whole social structure, their independence. Like kids, five, six years old, have a life outside of us. They do. And they totally lost it. Kids got, didn't get to start school because of this. Um, parents didn't get their kids to start school. <laughs> parents were doing work and childcare at the same time. Yeah. It, it was rough. And, 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 you know, probably, I mean, the heaviest of all is some of us lost family and friends. People died from coronavirus. And it was really, really heavy. And so it, this has affected all of us in some way. Yeah, you know, the more we talked about it, uh, the more, um, you know, chances are, you know, you were affected by one of these things in the last year and a half, right? Like, and if not this, life has just been difficult. And maybe you made it through, but everybody you're around isn't. Maybe, maybe, you know, some people like called the pandemic a hoax and other people were like overreacting, right? Some people were scared to even like live life at all. So, you know, it was just craziness. And we all, I feel like, you know, probably went through something in the last year and a half. And um, and then we realized, like, you know, everybody seems to be going through it right now. It's, there's this corporate going through it mm-hmm. happening on top of the regular life stuff that happens anyway, right? Like, and, and, and what, as we talk to people, as Tracy and I are meeting with people and loving on people and just and trying to encourage people and hearing where people are at, we just noticed this trend. And the trend was many people lost hope. It's just hope that things would change. Hope that things would get better. Hope that life will be joyful again. Hope that God is with you and he's going to see you through the hard seasons. And, and, and they talk about, um, you know, it seems like um, there's these aftershocks that keep happening from the trauma. And we're not here to talk about the last two years, but we do need to recognize what did happen. And as I was talking with a leader the other day, uh, he said, you know, he was talking uh, about the pandemic. And uh, we were talking and he said, Carl, you know, it's not over yet. Like you keep talking like, you know, now we can move on. But the pandemic is still happening. Like we should be grieved at the number of people dying in India right now. We, we should be grieved at the lack of resources in some countries that people are just dying because they don't have an oxygen tank where they would make it through. Like This is heavy. There's businesses in Boca Raton closing because they can't get employees. I mean, things are things are difficult. And they say that after the pandemic is, is what is called the shadow pandemic. There isn't a natural dying, but there is an emotional and spiritual effect that, that has been happening. And we wanted to come up together today and uh, say two things, basically. We believe that the, the Spirit of God is going to come and move in our meeting today to restore some hope in the name of Jesus. We believe that the Spirit of God needs to come in and just take off some blinders that like we're created for hard times. Number one. Number two, we we want to tell you this, and if you don't come away with anything but this, I hope you get this. You are not alone in this season. You are not alone in this season. I don't know what you've been going through, but you are not alone. Listen, we're talking to people. Call us at church. Call call your life group. Call 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 but call us. You know, we we talk to people. We help. Like we we can help a little bit, right? Help and, and you're important. And you're and you're important. And so we, we want to crack the Bible because the Bible actually has things to say about what we're going through in this season. The Bible has stuff to teach us on how we can deal with the season. And hopefully this will help you 
kind of deal with it. Now, if you got your Bible, go ahead and turn to Judges chapter 6. We're going to talk about Gideon today. Uh, Gideon was what they called a judge. Uh, the judges in Israel were like the kind of the tribal leaders, uh, and they were kind of like they led things. They spoke for God, and they kind of were the kings of their area. But king isn't really the right term, and they were called judges. And if you remember when uh, Joshua went into the promised land, and, uh, and, and, and the, the, the job of Israel in the promised land was to get the people who are not worshiping God out of the promised land. And uh, uh, as a side note, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say that, actually. Hallelujah. Promised land, get the people. The church might be better if we just, uh, if, if we, if we, uh, I, I got to, I'm sorry. If, 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 you know, if we could have the worshipers of God in church and those who want to worship God, and uh, that, 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 would, that would make the church beautiful. Those who are using the church for their own means, we, we, could, we could drive them out of the land. That would be okay for me. Um, I'll leave it at that. So, 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 <laughs> Here's, here's, what, here's what God wanted. God wanted them to drive the enemies of the land out. And, and here's why. Um, if you're not focused on the Spirit of God and what He's doing, the Spirit of the land is going to get on you. If you're not focused on what the Spirit of God is doing, then the Spirit of the land will get on you. And all of a sudden, the way you see the season is going to look just like people who don't have hope. It, it will be indistinguishable. I loved being around Christians in the pandemic who were like, listen, I'm going to be as safe as I can, but ultimately I got to trust God. Right? Faith is not the opposite of wisdom. Right? God uses wisdom, but on, with his spirit, he gives leading. Are, are you with me here? Uh, you know, we, 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 we believe in hope in God, and, and, and I'm no longer a slave to fear, but not being a slave to fear doesn't mean I throw wisdom out the window. Like, I, I, I'm a man of faith, and I wore a seatbelt here today. I didn't wear a seatbelt expecting to get in a crash. I'm operating in wisdom, right? This is wise. And yet I'm trusting that God is going to keep me safe. And so what we see here, we see in Judges, Judges 6, uh, chapter, uh, starting, Judges chapter 6, starting in verse 11, we see uh, the, 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 the land is being taken over. Uh, they're being invaded. And, um, and, 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 and Gideon's scared. He's scared, and we find him in verse 11. He's uh, threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, a wine press is like a hole that they put the grapes in, and they may put a stone on or whatever to, to mash the grapes together to make the, the juice come out. Uh, and, 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 but Gideon is in there threshing wheat. Now, the way you're supposed to thresh wheat is you get a big pile of this wheat. You cut down your, your grain, right? You have the, the head, and you have a big pile of it in and they have these big round things, and they put the wheat on it, and they toss it in the air, and the wind will blow the chaff away, and it will separate the wheat from the chaff. So when you're reading the Bible, and he talks about separating the wheat from the chaff, it's the wind that comes and do, does that. It's a prophetic symbol of Holy Spirit coming in and carrying away the evil, leaving the good. Kind of like, you know, two in the field, one will be taken, one will left. We inherit the land, we're staying, right? So, so he, they, you're supposed to be out in the wind, and, but here he is in a hole in the ground trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. Why is he there? Let's, let's read the Bible. Verse 11, the angel of the Lord came and sat under an oak tree. We're in verse uh, 11 of Judges chapter 6. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak that was in Ophrah. Uh, side note, this is what Oprah's mom named her. 
but they didn't understand it and they spelled it wrong on the birth certificate. So her name was Oprah. True story. True, true story. True, true story. story. This is where her name comes from. So the angel of the Lord came and sat under an oak tree that was in Ophrah, and which belonged to Joash, the Abizazah, and as his, as, as his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press in order to save it from the Midianites. He's like, I got to hide this or the Midianites will come get it. Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. Now, the Lord calls him valiant warrior while he's hiding from the Midianites, trying to separate the wheat from the chaff in a hole in the ground so that it won't get stolen. So, so, so here he is trying to do this thing in fear and in hiding and and, 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 and God shows up. God shows up and calls him, you, you mighty warrior. I see you are scared and you are hidden and you think I'm away from you. But God is here with you. Woohoo! Like, God, like, that's like, man, I love that moment. Don't you love that moment yeah. when you're in worship and, and, and you're depressed and God shows up? You're like, oh, remember, this is what happened last week. This is literally what happened to us Last week, the Lord showed up in worship. He spoke a word. If you remember, uh, Isaiah 41.10. You remember this? I think we have it for the screen. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And you're in that moment, and you're like, praise God, God is with me. You're like, I can do anything now. I'm standing on top of the mountain. I got the word of the Lord. My spirit man has been activated. I got the promise of God. I remember who I am now. You know that? In the, in the, in the, in the presence of God, you start to remember your true identity mm-hmm. and what God has created you for, what he's called you for. And, and, and then, um, then, then the feeling is not there later. You ever experienced that? You know, the angel, you know, he was still in a wine press. The Midianites were still attacking. This week was still difficult, even though God, yeah. God had spoken, right? God spoke uh, last week, and it was so cool because I felt like I had a word from my husband and shared it, and then the Lord spoke to him and had a scripture. I was like, ooh, I heard God. Like, not only did he speak to me, but I heard him, and that was really exciting. Yeah. And I was like, wow, feeling good and encouraged, and then Monday came. Right. Life came at you again. Yeah. The same stuff that we've been dealing with is still there. Yeah. Right? And um, and still seeing that my friends, my 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 loved ones are still going through it. And um, and that is the sort of this up and down thing that happens. It's like you feel like you got the victory, you're like, yes, the Lord is with me, I'm a mighty warrior, and then whoa, what happened? Where yeah. is God now? Like I'm back in the wine press all by myself feeling terrible in survival mode. And what we have to you know, remember in this season, um, we are mourning a lot of things. We're mourning a lot of loss. We've lost a lot of things and we have to grieve what has been lost. Um, Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, like when somebody passes, when somebody dies, we have a funeral to remember them, but also to have closure yeah. so we can move on. Like we honor that person and then we say, you know, this person was great. We remember them. And we also like sort of think, talk about how we feel with our family members. You see people you haven't seen in a long time. And then there's this closure. And um, I think what has happened is we went through 2020. We never grieved. We lost a lot of stuff. 
so many things. And the beginning of healing is acknowledging what we lost. Amen. 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 Um, there's this, uh, you know, a lot of people want to just get get back to normal, whatever that is. There, there, uh, a philosopher uh, in uh, B.C., about 600, I believe he lived. Uh, his name was Heraclitus. And this is what he said. Put this up if you would. You can never you cannot step in the same river twice. It's not the same river and you're not the same person. You can never step in the same river twice. It's not the same river. And you're not the same person, right? Like, you're not the same after this thing that you were before. And not for nothing, this isn't the same country. We're not in the same day and age. It's not, it's not the same. And we have to recognize, uh, you remember when uh, Joshua came in uh, to power, God told him, hey, Moses is dead. Now it's time to move forward, right? And the part, there's two parts to it. Moses is dead. We have to acknowledge that, that Moses is dead. We have to acknowledge that 2019, pre-pandemic, is dead. You know, I, I, it makes me think about, like, you know, I think everyone in here lived through 9-11. And our country was one way before 9-11, and then our country's a different way after 9-11. And we're not, we never went back. We never went back. We have never gone back. We have to take our shoes off at the airport. There is no more, you know, the World Trade Center that was is no longer. And... And we know that things can happen in this country now. For years, nothing could happen. Now we know. And, yeah. and it changed us. Um, but we, we want to, you know, the part about I mean, Moses is dead, now move on. Well, first, let's acknowledge that Moses is dead. Let's acknowledge the grief of what happened. Um, we're frustrated. We want to move on, but we have to. And this is why we want to come and talk to you because we want to encur like, encourage you in, okay, let's acknowledge what happened so we can start the healing process. Yeah, this this is it's still it's still alive in your soul, mm -hmm. and that's the problem here, right? Mm -hmm. It's still alive in your soul, and like I just thinking about you know we can grieve what was lost. I think about people who were looking forward to their kids starting kindergarten this year, no kindergarten. Um, for me, um, in this pandemic, I lost my grandmother, my grandmommy. Um, she died. We're possibly from coronavirus. Pretty sure, pretty sure it was coronavirus. Uh, she lived a full life to, I think, 94 years old. Um, but this was the matriarch of our family that prayed us into salvation. This woman prayed us in. This woman, we always, we used to, back when people had beepers, my brothers used to say, Grandmommy has uh, God's beeper number. Like, she was like the praying warrior. And for a long time in my life, I would think about her and what a prayer warrior and what an example she was. And I was like, at her funeral, I'm going to speak, and I'm going to talk about how she prayed me into the kingdom and prayed my brother into the kingdom, prayed my mom into the kingdom. Like, And she passed, and we couldn't have a funeral. There was a very small gathering, and this is in New York where it was, like, really bad. So there were, like, just a few people. I couldn't go on an airplane. The funeral, and you can't go back. Like, I can't go back and say, okay, we're going to have a funeral now. Like, that is lost. Um, there are other people in this house that lost family members this year that couldn't have a funeral. And, um, there, you know, we didn't have our, this is less, but we didn't have our church anniversary celebration. Every year we have a barbecue. No barbecue last year. No birthday parties. No birthday parties. Or turned 30. I turned 50. There's just, you know, we just, it's not like you could turn 30 again. Like no you graduations. Have a party, but no graduations. We, My we daughter have to has no prom this year. You have a prom. You no didn't get prom, prom pictures of your daughter. We, and we have to recognize like that, that, that affected you. Yeah. And, if, and if you think that didn't affect you, then there's other heart issues we're going to have to start dealing yeah. with you know, internally. Yeah. We, this, like, we have to recognize how this, 
weighs on our souls, right? Yeah. Yeah, and get Gideon grieved. And, 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 and Gideon, the, the, the Gideon did grieve. Gideon, Gideon grieved. Gideon, okay, listen to this. Verse 13, he says, he said, Oh God, if you're with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Man, I have felt that way at times in this season. I, I, just to be completely honest, like, God, what happened? Like, you get the victory, you feel encouraged, and then the voice of doubt comes back. Mm-hmm. And the accuser, what he wants to do is he wants you to blame this on God. He wants to shift the focus on God that this isn't about a sickness. It wasn't about man's failure. It wasn't about people's failure. It's not about sin, not about the devil. It's about God. And he wants to attack every trusting relationship in your life. He wants you to point fingers at every, he wants us to point fingers at every, because the devil is never satisfied. He can never have enough and he will destroy every meaningful relationship in your life through suspicion and doubt and disappointment and hurt and anguish. When you hear people come to you and they sound hurt or disappointed or frustrated, instead of defending ourselves, we need to start asking the question, hey, what is, what is your unmet need right now? Because this is what all these voices are. And we can get defensive, but we have to recognize there's an unmet need here. Yeah. There's an unmet need. And I'm sorry it hasn't been met. Man, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Gideon was there. Gideon was there and he's talking to God He's being real with God about it. I'm glad they're having a good time, right? And, and this, is, this is kind of like, you know, God showed up. Things look amazing. Unfortunately, the season isn't over. The season is not over. I'm, I'm sorry. We need to learn how to process this well so we can live in wellness. Yeah. Because we need this. Like in this new world, we need to be able to learn how to live healthy. We can't just go back to before God. We can't just go back to before pandemic. We can't go back to before racism. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Like it's here. And God's desire is, is, is that you won't have to do this on your own. Amen. You don't have to do this on your own. Gideon had a plan. This is Gideon's plan to survive the attack of the Midianites. I am going to hide in a wine press and try to store some wheat so I don't die. That was his plan. That was a great plan. And, 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 and this is what plans look like when they don't involve God. Uh, they, they don't look like hope. They don't look like hope. And, and um, Tracy and I have been really encouraging each other. Like, like, that, like we, we have to hope in God. You have to hope in God. You have to in this season. Like we keep telling people, don't make any big plans in the midst of a funk. Don't, 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 not while you're under the cloud of the enemy, change directions. Yeah. We, we, we got to, we, 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 like, like we can't just live in this cave and just survive in the wine press. Um, it, we have plans to survive, but we forgot about thriving. We forgot about yeah. what hope can produce in our lives right now. Yeah. We didn't have hope and so we came up with alternate plans that don't look like hope and it's our goal in this message and next week we're going to talk these two weeks that like things unfortunately internally sometimes get worse before they get better because the grieving that we have buried has to be dug up and dealt with 
we, we can't just move on. We can't just ghost God. We can't just ghost each other. We, we, can't, we can't just ghost our faith. We can't just ghost the past. We need to deal with it. We, we, need, to, we need to be healthy, right? Yeah. We need, to, we need to grieve what was lost. We need to acknowledge it to begin healing. Yeah. And we also re- need to remember the hope that we have in God. Yeah. yeah. We have hope in God. And so the hope is not in us. Or in our ability to earn money, our ability to stay safe, our, you know, our hope is in God. And it just, for me, the way that we do this, we encourage you to, you know, be, be meditating on the word. We read Psalm 91 this week regularly. And so just to, this is just some things to meditate on. Jeremiah 29, 11, probably my favorite scripture. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. thriving. Thriving. That is thriving. And this one, Romans. One, yeah, one of my favorite scriptures. Go ahead. One of his favorite scriptures, and now I'm 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 grabbing hold of it. Yeah. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope in the power of the Holy That's Spirit. That's what we want. We want to abound in hope by the power of the Amen. Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We want to abound in hope by yes. the power of the Spirit. This Amen. is what we want. This is this is what we want. And so this is what this is what happens with 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 Gideon. Judges 615. Uh, God said, but excuse me, verse 16, I believe. Where are we at here? Well, for, we'll start in 14. I don't have it down here. 14. And so the Lord says to him, uh, he looked at him and said, go in this in your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? This is the promise of God to him. Verse 15, and then Gideon said to him, O Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least, and I'm the youngest in my father's house. Verse 16, this is what I want you to hold up. Verse 16, he says, but the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian as one man. This is the word of the Lord for you today. Listen, surely you shall defeat this season for the glory of God in your life. Amen. Surely this will not mark you, but this will yes. strengthen you in the name of Jesus. Yes. And, and, and this is important. It's important that we get healed in this season. It's important that we allow God to do uh, this work. And, you know, if we go united with God, we will get the victory. Yes. If we go united with God, we will get the victory. This, 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 this is the promise of God. This, this is the promise of yes. God in this season, right? He's promising us victory. He's giving us hope, and we need to receive it from Him. We need to be purposeful in, in um, acknowledging what was lost, but moving forward in God's strength. That's a good word. Not in our own. That's a good word. In God's strength. Isaiah sixty-one. He promises us this oil of joy for mourning. Now, you can only get this oil of joy for mourning when you're, watch this, mourning. There's not an oil of joy for avoidance. It's an oil of joy for mourning. And we need to be like, man, things, things have changed. I've changed. You've changed. God hasn't changed. And God's plans have not changed for you. He wants to prosper you. And, and we need I want to I want to just encourage every one of you as you're coming up with plans and you're thinking through the season and you're kind of looking forward like is the spirit of hope with you like are we making plans like Tracy and I have had to like just keep each other in hope like that doesn't sound like God just like Cameron said to me that don't that doesn't sound like God that sounds like your plan to deal with what you see happening like we need to put our faith in God go ahead. 
And just as, as you were saying this, how we're keeping each other in hope. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're speaking together, I think a lot of you know, I, I don't always sign up to stand on stage and talk in a microphone. Um, I, we're up here together to say, hey, we're here. We want to encourage you in hope. We're here. If you're mourning, we want to talk to you about your mourning. Yeah. We want to talk to you. We're here to encourage you. If you don't want to come to us, there are so many brothers and sisters in the Lord in this church that will keep you in hope. Be in a life group. Do what you need to do, but we are here. We are mourning. We're going through it too, but we are encouraging each other, and we're here to encourage you. Yeah, yeah, amen, 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 amen. Um, I, I, I want to um, pray today. I want to pray this morning. Yeah. I want to pray for you. Uh, that maybe you're in a season of mourning. Um, um, We've talked a lot about um, reconstruction, and this is what God does. God is in the business of reconstruction. And we're going, the Bible says, from glory to glory. I want you to go from this season to glory. I want us to prosper together. I want us, you know, um, we believe in the Word of God. We teach the Word of God. We also believe in the laying on of hands. We also believe in the ministry of the word. We believe, um, I say all that to say that I believe that there is the power of God to heal hearts. We, we believe that here together, like Tracy and I, like every way the enemy could come at you, he's come at us in this, in this season. And I don't say that out of pity. I say that to say, it's not like I'm in some glass tower, you know, thinking that we're perfect. But we are, our, our marriage is strong and we're united uh, and we're praying for you. And we believe that the Spirit of God is here to help you through this season. You're not alone. You have a community, and we want to pray. And I, and I think we want to do that now. So here's what I want to do. If um, we could just kind of turn down the lights, and um, um, Mike, can you come play a little keyboard for me? I should have told you earlier. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm believing right now that the grace of God is about to flow into this room. Amen. I believe the grace of God is about to flow in this room. And I think some people in the room, we need to kind of deal with, acknowledge what's happening in our hearts and deal with it a little bit and allow the Lord to deal with it. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe um, you've been in judgment. Maybe you think people who were supposed to wear masks didn't and the people who people who didn't need to did or you know I don't know I don't know I don't know what 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 might be going on in your heart but I know that God wants to heal offenses he wants to heal bitterness he wants to empower forgiveness but he also wants to um, heal sadness he also wants to heal loneliness he also wants to give wisdom I'm, I'm, I'm struck right now by how many people don't have enough money and how many businesses don't have enough employees. T- tell me that's not the enemy at work. Sabotaging both people and businesses. That, 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 there's no natural explanation for that. That's the devil at work. And he's never satisfied. He's never satisfied. He will. Do, you let him in the house... And he destroys every room in the house. It's what he does. But I believe the grace of God can come today and heal hearts. I believe the grace of God can come today and heal hearts. So I'm going to pray. I just feel such a heaviness right now. And I don't fully understand it. But we are going to pray. The blood of Jesus would come right now. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, we ask for your grace. We ask for your mercy that you would come in power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We break the lie of the devil that has been spoken. That you better protect yourself. That you can't trust. That you need to be scared. That you're alone. That God has failed. We break that lie right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I expose that lying spirit right now. I expose this lying spirit right now. And I declare the blood of Jesus is against you. Lord, I'm asking you right now, as you have shown me, that you would send your ministering spirits right now I see, I see the devil trying to rob your worship. And so, Father, we come to you now and we say, man, we're going through it. Going through it. It's been a heavy. Heart is heavy. I'm living in mourning. You see, if we don't deal with it, your soul is still carrying it. That's why we have funerals. It has to be dealt with and then buried. So, Father, by your spirit that you would help offload. In the name of Jesus, that you would soften hearts today to your hope. Lord, that you would heal disappointment. You would heal frustration that you would begin to heal loneliness, that you would remind of the words that you have spoken. Oh, Lord, we see how the devil hates this word of hope. That he says that Jesus is dead and he will not be back. But you are the God of the third day. You are the God of the resurrection. And Lord, I speak resurrection life over promises right now in the name of Jesus. I speak resurrection life. Unless a seed is buried in the ground as dead, it cannot come to life. And so Lord, we trust you with this. We acknowledge you're not done moving. We're just in the middle of it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I just want to, I, I know I'm speaking to some people here. And Tracy and I want to pray for you. We want to pray. I feel like we're just doing some spiritual warfare up till now. Just to yeah. get the heavens open enough above you that you can actually experience God. I'm trying to wear this thing down. I'm trying to wear this thing down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but maybe, um, I, I Maybe it's something we talked about. Maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe it's something I didn't even mention you've been going through. Because there's just the normal troubles of life. Maybe you've had troubles with your children or troubles in your finances or just trouble with your plumbing. You know, there, there, there's life. And in this season, those normal troubles seem so much bigger. Like there's been just this, it just seems so much bigger. Like, like as if we are swimming against the current. Like we're just trying to keep going. And, and so many people feel tired. Like life has become tiring. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for God's grace. If I could fix it, I would. But I do know that God can. And so we want to pray for his grace. So again, if you just bow your head and close your eyes. Not because not there's anything special happening down there. But just, just to give people anonymity. It's between you and God. I don't. You say, Pastor, I need, I need grace in the season. I need you to pray that I would receive grace in the season. Just put your hand up and down for me. If you I see you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, all over the room. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I, I see you. God sees you, and that's why we raise our hands. We're just acknowledging, man, God. Oh, Jesus. Wow, I feel that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Father, I thank you that we can come to you. I thank you, Lord, that we can pray as David prayed in the Psalms, that we can come to you and say, Father God, so much has happened. Father, we have lost so much. Father, it feels heavy and it's been hard we come to you God and we lay these cares this loss, this grief we lay it at your feet and we say Father we acknowledge that we've lost things we acknowledge that we can't carry this alone we acknowledge that it is heavy and we have felt alone Father, we acknowledge that we have dealt with fear and anxiety. We have acknowledged that we've dealt with depression. And we come before you, God, and we just say, we need you. We need you, Lord. We come to you, Daddy, and we we just come before you and we say we need you. We lay it at your feet. We acknowledge the loss. We acknowledge our death our offenses, we acknowledge our bitterness, we acknowledge our depression and our anxiety and our disillusionment. And we lay it before you, God. And we say, Father, please take this. Please take the heaviness. Please take the loss. Well, as we just lay it before you, God, we ask for your grace. And I just declare over every person in this place an ability to receive the grace of God. 
to receive the healing of the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right now, I just pray that you, as I speak to you right now, if you hear my voice, Lord, I pray that they would feel your, your arms around them. That we can cry on your shoulder and say, Lord, we grieve what we've lost in this season. We grieve what we're dealing with in this season. And we receive your comfort right now. We receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We receive the peace that only you give, Lord. And Father, we, we position ourselves Whoa. today to receive your grace. Because we know we can't do it on our own. We need you. Father, I pray that your healing oil would come right now. Whoa, and touch every heart, every mind. Lift every burden right now in Jesus' name. And I just declare the grace of God over, over you right now that you would receive it and walk in the victory that God gives you. Amen. Amen. Stand with me if you would. Let's, so I can bless you before we go. There, there's one more part of the story here, you know. Verse 16. I want to say this one more time. The Lord says, But the Lord said to Gideon, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian. What's that say? As one man. Let's say it together. As one man. You see, the devil comes and he wants to separate he wants to divide you from your family, your spouse. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy relationships. Divide and conquer is as old as man. As I talk to God about this, I'm like, okay, what, 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 what's the answer, Lord? How do, we, how do we help people in this season? He gave me two words. Go ahead, put that up, Josh. Next one. There you go. Worship community. There you go. Worship community. This is what God talked to me. Worship community. Two things. I need you to get this real quick and I'll let you go. Number one, you need to worship. Worship is going to get you out of the hole. Worship with your life, but also worship like you're at a Hillsong concert, right? Worship like you're at a at 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 a, at, 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 a, at a at an elevation concert. Worship like you're at revival life, right? Worship. You need to sing to God at the top of your lungs, even if the neighbors can hear you, right? You need to gather with people and worship God in this season. Worship will lift off the heaviness. When I was at my lowest period in the last several years, I didn't even want to put on worship music. I didn't want to do it at all. I, you know why? Because I didn't want to be happy. That is the devil coming against us. Second word, community. Don't think you can get out of this by yourself. The Lord said to Gideon, listen, you're going to go out and you're going to defeat him as one man. You see, when the Lord starts to move, unity happens. That's how you know it's the devil because he starts separating people. Yeah. Community happens. Gideon got together. Here's what I like. Here's, here's how I like to say the, this army that God put together. Put it up. It's all about God's army of hope. We become God's army of hope. Can you say it with me? God's army of hope. Maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about because the season's been so good for you. Bless the Lord Jesus. He's called you to be an apostle of hope in this season. Like you have 
a ministry. Like we, the believers, cannot fall in the hole and separate our little wheat like a prepper waiting to be murdered. Like we can't do that. We're not allowed to do that. That's not the call of God on a believer. We're called to be an army of hope. We're called to go out there and say, yes, I am living amongst you. I see the Midianites. I see the shortage. But God, but God promised me if we come together and we love God, we will see God deliver. This is the promise of God for you today. And and this is why it's important. This is why it's important. This is why it's important because it's not just about you. It's about your neighbor who don't know Jesus, who don't have a hope place to go so they can encounter the Spirit of God. It's not just about you. It's about about your kids. Listen, in in Judges 8, here's what happens. In in, in, in verses 28 through 40, they get this victory. And the Bible says that that, that, um, they had 40 years of peace. He came up out of the pit. They unified as one, this one God's army of hope, and they have 40 years of peace. 40 years in the Bible is, is, is a prophetic of a generation. Hear me. This ain't about you. This is about your kids. This is about what is the world your kids are going to live in look like. It's about the next generation. And if we, the church of Jesus Christ, don't start marching out, if we're just angry at what our fathers did in this last season, we're we're handing over our children to the Midianites. I realized in this service, I wrote it down while my wife was praying, while God touched my heart. My anger was because I lost spiritual fathers in this season. They spiritually died to me. Going to be honest. If, If it doesn't matter to you that Kids that look like my son are getting shot in the back. I don't know how you could be my father. And I'm mourning their death in my life. But I wasn't mourning it well. I was just angry at my loss. And now I need to go to God and say, listen, I have a loss. And I need you to come in and heal. This is me. This is my journey right here in front of you. Right here in front of you. But I get to decide. Is my kid, are my kids just going to live in a season of hurting? Are my kids going to be raised in my anger? Or do I get to be a God of, a, a, a worshiper of the God of hope? It's about the next generation. Do you, I mean, is this what you want to be? Do you want to be angry or you want to be people of hope? Come on, let's pray. I mean, like, 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 like if not for you, for your kids. Yeah. We need this. I want to be a part of that community. How about you? Yeah. How about you? I want to be a part of that community. Amen? Amen? Come on, listen. Listen, you need to worship. Life groups are starting. You need to walk this thing out with people. If you don't have one, you're nervous about getting with people, just come here on Wednesday nights. I'll have a little life group, and we'll talk about the Bible word, and you can just be as anonymous as you want to be, right? You don't have to be on a little Zoom call with your camera turned off, right? Like, you can actually just show up and be quiet, right? But listen, I want to pray that you get the grace you need to carry it to the world. Did you want to say something? Amen. I just want to say, don't, you know, the enemy uses the same stuff. He tells us we're just too busy. You're not too busy. Make time to be in community. Because the enemy just, he likes to get you alone. And then he comes at you. Yep. And make time for a life group. Make time for a phone call. Because God, that's where God is moving. Amen. I want to pray for you that you can be this carrier of hope. You ready to position yourself to receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this prophetic anointing to come upon them. That sees what you are doing, not at what the enemy is doing. Not simply at the what, how the world is reacting to the enemy, but how you are moving in hope in this day and age. Father, I pray that you would empower us all to carry your message of hope into the world so that the world can have what they need and what you have them to carry in this season to fit them out of the pit and prosper so that their children may prosper 
in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, give a clap offering to the Lord. Listen, I'm going to be here at the front. I'd like to pray for you. If you need somebody to lay hands on you, I'd be more than happy to. We love you. Give somebody a hug and just go out in hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. There are uh, life group signups in the lobby. There's nine different groups to choose from. Also, you can sign up online at revivallife.church. If you have any questions, you can ask me or Sarah Pagano, our director of community life, and uh, we're here for you. We love you. We love you. Have a great week. Amen.